The Get Better podcast is for entertainment purposes only. The opinions expressed are those of the participants. Please remember to gamble responsibly. The way the zigzag theory is completely flawed is when it just zigs and there is no (laughs) zag. So when it's a straight sweep, like Montreal beating the Jets, it uh, it wasn't great. It wasn't great. So we took a few L's there. Just want to just want to make sure we're being legit here. And we get called out if if, if one of these games <laughs> pops the up. Like, hey man, this one was that still game was on there. So, exactly. <laughs> Damn you guys, it, it, get better. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I'm just trying to be honest with the listeners here. It's good. It's good for you. Okay. So much integrity. <laughs> Step number two. Welcome to Get Better for June 9th. I'm Troy Gubb. I'm here with Luke Boone. Luke, how you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited for today. Uh, we're going to revisit another theory that came up on an earlier podcast, our MLB podcast. If you haven't had a chance to listen to that one, circle back uh, and, and have a little listen to that. But we're going to dive a little bit deeper into another theory uh, for MLB, which I'm really excited about. I was excited when I first yeah. read this one. Um, and I'm, and I, and I, I know we wanted to circle back and, and dig a little bit deeper into it. So I'm excited to do that today. I'm really excited to test this one out. But first, before we do that, as we did with the last podcast, let's update a little bit on the NHL playoffs. You and I, the friendly wager, oh. conference finals. You had to bring that up. Eh? Yeah. But you, truthfully, for the both of us, it's actually really not impressive in terms of our ability to pick who we think it's, is going to make the It's actually pretty spots. embarrassing. Yeah. It's actually pretty embarrassing how bad we've done. Yeah. Let's you know, give some credit to to us, though. There, there's there been, and I think I said there's going to be some upsets. The upsets that happen, I'm not sure maybe we predicted them. Yeah. Um, but I guess in terms of where we sit right now, uh I've I've got a lock in for the conference finals in Tampa Bay. So Tampa Bay, I've yeah, got like, one on the board right now. I got none. I got none. Yeah, you've got and one that's one, still one alive. one bullet left in the chamber with Colorado. Yeah, so we got Colorado and Vegas tomorrow. tomorrow night. Vegas is leading that series by one. Um, so up against it, if if uh, if Vegas gets it done tomorrow. That's it. I uh, I walk away victorious it's, from yeah. that one. I'm looking for the. I'm begging for a push. Yeah, I'm begging yeah. for a push here. That's basically what it a, is. It's taking an L. It's either a, a push or I'm victorious. <laughs> but I think when you go back to it, of the of of the the potential number of teams we could have picked, <laughs> we, we landed on two that are gonna we, that are gonna make it. Maybe two. yeah, two. Like that's it. Two we landed on two. Yeah. Yeah. Just goes to show you how difficult it is. Like when you're so when you're think about that. Yeah, don't ride the favorites, I guess. Well, right? Yeah, don't ride the favorites for sure. But I think when you think about building that bracket, like how tough is it to be perfect on that oh, bracket? It's hard. It's really, really hard. It's, hard. it's really, really difficult. So who had Montreal? King of the North. Some crazy Montreal fans for crazy. sure. For sure they did. And then, so, and like just to update quickly on the zigzag. So as we go through round two, uh, tough start on the zigzag theory. Mm-hmm. Um, Vegas, it started hot. Like Vegas come back. They were down 2 nothing. They hit that third one for us, which is great. Jets, nope. Um, mm. What I found out about the zigzag theory uh, that didn't really walk into it. Again, you're really only playing games 2, 3, and if there's a possible sweep. Yeah. Uh, the way the zigzag theory is completely flawed is when it just <laughs> zigs and there is no zag. So when it's a straight sweep, like Montreal beating the Jets... <laughs> It, uh, yeah. it it wasn't great. 
it wasn't great. So we took a few L's there. Um, in the NBA, um, the Bucks game two didn't happen. And uh, the Seven Sixers, yes, they battled back. So that was the the scenario of home team, heavy favorite, right. loses the first game. Um, game two, comeback, great one to, to, to pick, not only just on the money line, but against the spread. And uh, the 76ers did that last so, night. And so where do and we sit some, total so, on the zigzag? Uh, Cross both. So just watching the two and three as they've happened over the last week, we are two we for are, three. So not, two not for three. great. Super small sample size. <laughs> Sounds terrible. Though. So I think, yeah. Super yeah, we got to play this one out a little size. bit more. Yeah, I think I, I, think, I don't like think it. we can actually yeah. make a true judgment call on this. And quite honestly, maybe, yeah, not maybe yet, what we do yet. is, we'll watch is let's roll. continue to roll this out throughout the remainder of the playoffs for both the NHL and the NBA. But maybe what we do is even go back to round one of both the NHL and NBA and look at what the potential results would have been. So you get a full sample size of a playoff. Totally. Because this is really the, the only playoffs. time to bet the zigzag theory is in that when you've got best of seven series. Yeah. So maybe we'll do that yeah. and get a proper uh, uh, judgment on, on what that really looks like. So exciting yeah. to get back to baseball. Um, we had teed this one up, as you said earlier. What we were waiting mm-hmm. for was the data, right? You need some data before you put this Tony Staffo theory uh, mm-hmm. into play. Um, so what we'll do today is we'll take you again through the criteria necessary to find yeah. the bet. I kind of like it in a way. It's a lot of work, but at the same time, it's it feels very logical. Like you're hunting for mm-hmm. specific mm-hmm. scenarios to bet on. Um, so we'll go through those scenarios with you. We'll tell you what's on the docket for tomorrow and uh, where we are yeah, so going to be placing and our bets. I guess just to, to set this up, the Tony Sofo theory is you're basically betting on the underdog. It is an underdog theory for, for MLB baseball. Um, and I, I did touch on it a little bit in that MLB podcast in terms of, of what it's all about. But essentially, you know, you're, you're trying to find those underdogs that are, are ultimately not complete long shots that have a realistic chance and opportunity of winning a game. So how Tony does, he breaks it down by a couple of different steps. And, and so... You know, he and Tony Stofo, he's actually a writer for Vegas Insider. He's got a great article on VegasInsider.com. Recommend checking it out. If you just look it up, Tony Stofo would be good to oh. to have a peek at that. I didn't I didn't want to know. I didn't want to know he was so successful. I was really hoping he was like some underground, <laughs> just local guy that like worked the Vegas scene, worked the no, bookies Tony's, and just Tony's wanted to wrote dude, a book. Actually, in the article, yeah, in he's the a article, real dude. he sounds professional. Like, I don't know if he's just taken this theory, but he talks about meeting some guy in Vegas named Alex. And Alex was the one that shared this this kind of model and theory with him. And it sounds like Alex lives a fantastic life because he wakes up in the morning and he <laughs> figures out, spends 15 minutes to figure out his picks for the day. Then he goes plays a round of golf, comes back, and he's at home with the family by like mid-afternoon. What so, a life. Yeah, that sounds like a fantastic gig. And he's making, uh, I think it said he, he, he banks about, you know, 20 grand a month throughout the course of the the MLB season. Again, that's all relative to whatever your bankroll is. We're going to talk a little bit about that, right? Yeah, I, I guess when you've been doing this since the 60s, <laughs> 60s. right, and everything's great. Yeah, it's a, we, <laughs> I'm, I'm but, dating but Tony I think right that's, now. I, like, think I don't know how point too, because the theory has been around for a long time. Like this article that was written by Tony, long yeah. time ago. We're talking like, 2004 long ago so it'll be interesting to see actually how it still plays out i think there's still a lot of validity to it um and i 
It does. Yeah. It totally seems rational. Seems rational. And it's worth it, it's, it's worth it, you know it giving a shot and see see how it plays out. I get that obviously baseball uh, and the game has changed a lot um, in terms of you know batting percentages and things like that, pitching the whole bit. There's a lot that has changed and evolved from from the game of baseball. But it's I I really like the theory. I like the principles behind it. It makes a lot of sense to me. So let's let's put it to the test. All right, let's so, do it. So step so step one. one. What do we got for step do? one? You wake up in the morning. You're gonna look at the American National League schedules, and the first thing you're gonna do is you're gonna to want to look at those money line odds, and you're going to eliminate any of the games where the money line odd on that specific underdog is greater than plus one fifty. So anything for that underdog plus one fifty, you're gonna get rid of them. That means Massive long shots, like no heavy dogs, unlikely for them to win that game. So that's the first thing you do. Where where do we? So we we've done the work. So where we sit on that for tomorrow? So we have four games, or sorry, five games that are meet that criteria for tomorrow. We got the Brewers at Cincinnati, Philly at Atlanta, Boston at Houston, um, Jays at the White Sox, and and Oakland and KC. So five games Perfect. meet okay. that Sounds criteria. Good. And we should we should mention there's a couple games on schedule that haven't actually been released yet. So we're working with what we got. I think we got seven of the ten games. Fine. Sorry. Spoiler. <laughs> spoiler. You let him in on a secret. I just want just want to make sure we're being legit here. I want to get called out if 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 one of these games pops up and like, hey man, this one was <laughs> still the in the mix. So that exactly. game is on there. Exactly. Damn you guys exactly. get better. I'm just trying to be honest with the <laughs> listeners here. Okay. It's good. It's good for <laughs> Step you. It's so two. much integrity. Of the games that remain, so now that you've gone through that process, you've figured it out, you can eliminate any of the games where the underdog has lost three or more games in a row, as well as the favorite as either one, three, or more games in a row. So that's the that's the next step. You can look at those underdogs, see what their streak yep. looks like. Same thing done for the favorites. Where are we at on this? So totally avoiding teams on a heater and don't want to ride teams that yeah. are cold Whatever. as a... I don't. <laughs> nice. Um, good, yeah, great analogy. <laughs> good analogy there, Troy. Um, so when I'm looking at this, um, so Cincinnati and the Brewers were fine there. No, no big streaks either side. Philly, Atlanta, we are good, so that's still alive. Boston, Houston, we're still good. Jays and the White Sox, we're still good. However, Oakland and Casey, Casey has mm-hmm. lost four in a row, um, so we are eliminating. Uh, right. KC from so, the criteria. Bye-bye, KC. So we're down to four. Down to four, four potential bets here. Okay. So step number three in the process, we're going to take a deeper dive into the pitchers. So first thing you're going to do is eliminate any games in which the favored team's pitcher sits among the top 20 uh, in ERA for both both the AL and right. the NL. So that's that's the, the next step. So you're going, to dive, you're going to dive deeper into the stats, look at the pitchers, of those those favorite teams, who's in the top twenty? Where are we at? <clears throat> so um, I'm looking at Peralta. He is sitting in the top twenty, so that eliminates the Brewers in Cincinnati. We got mm-hmm. Wheeler yep. sitting in the top twenty, sixteenth, um, so that eliminates Philly and Atlanta from the betting. However, we got two. We have Rodriguez and Ryu. Um, okay, so Eduardo Rodriguez and uh, Ryu uh, keeps us alive with two <clears throat> potential games. So that takes us to step number four. So <clears throat> on, so basically on on what, what the next step in terms of what we do. So on the day, full slate of games, you should be left with roughly about 
whatever, two to three games. We've got two left here. So now the next step is really about placing the wager. This yeah. is when it comes down to kind of that bankroll management and figuring out what you're going to do. So you've identified the games you're going to bet on. <clears throat> Tony here recommends making a $20 wager. I think you just have to figure out what your bankroll is, what you're comfortable with. And the one thing to keep in mind yeah. is, yeah, we've got two games we can wager on here. But we could be in a situation where we have somewhere from seven, eight, nine potential games that we're betting on. So if you're placing a $20 yeah. wager on all those games and let's say, you know, let's let's say it's seven games and six of them you lose, you've decimated your bankroll. And if you don't have the bankroll to back it up for the next day, the theory basically is null and void because now you're having to put more money in the account and it doesn't work. So you've got to, you've got to think about that and, and identify what makes sense from a wager perspective in terms of what you're looking at from day to day. So for, for, for it might be different for everybody. On a day where you've got seven, you might scale back and only wager 10 versus 20 a, 20 a game. So it, it really sort of depends on what that bankroll looks like. For, for every individual and how they want to how they want to manage that bankroll through this process. <clears throat> yeah, it's um, again, I, I kind of like that whole I've, I've, ever since we've kind of started this podcast, um, mm-hmm. I become a proportional better. Like it's always 10 percent, 10 percent of my bankroll. So I'm never, uh, you know, reaching, extending myself too far. Um, you know, you don't you, you don't go too crazy with the highs and, and not yeah. too crazy with the lows. So. Um, I'm kind of in that 10% of your bankroll, but Tony seems to go even lower, but it seems like Tony's got a lot more money than I do. There's a good chance that (laughs) Tony's uh, bankroll is a little bit more padded than yours and I. But I agree with you on that, actually. It's funny because before we started this podcast... Like you didn't put a lot of thought into bankroll management. You just got a little carried away and excited, like, "Hey, I want to bet on this game. I bet on this game." You got, you know, you wanted totally. to sort of build some excitement for your your night of sports watching, and and oftentimes you'd end up chasing too, right? So you bet an early game and lose. Okay, I'm gonna do it. You always end up chasing. <laughs> I've become way more yeah. disciplined now, having after having gone through this podcast, a lot of the education, a lot of learning, understanding the benefits of bankroll management, how it works. Like, and it really comes down to like patience yeah. and not being greedy, right? Like if, if you're, if you're, totally. in, if you're, if you're into sports betting as a retirement plan to get rich, you better be no. uh, a mathematician to some degree. You better be willing to put in an immense amount of work and really understand it. And it almost has to be a full-time job, a risky one at that. But if you're doing it as like just casual for fun for sure. yeah, and it's no. great and it's a lot of fun to make make a couple bucks here and there, the bankroll management is yeah. so key and being patient with it and not getting carried away. Um, I, like for me, it, it's 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 definitely made a big difference. I'm with you on that. Let's just be clear. We, we've both gotten better. Like, <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, I'm not even joking around. Be, just because this, this it's podcast. True. I, we, I can confidently better, say so. that. <laughs> like having after starting this this podcast i've been in the green i have been in the green and stayed in the green i feel really good about that for you i haven't i i might be i might be i'm in the green but i might be riding a really ridiculous march madness pinata pick that got me there true but yeah but you know what i'm still happy with where i'm at you you need a little luck every now and then too i mean you do get carried away with the pinata picks that's a whole other conversation for another (laughs) another day as tempting and juicy as those odds may be, there's just zero strategy to that. Horrendous bankroll oh, management, yeah. I'm going to be honest. 
So, <laughs> but one day they get ahead. Um, so I think that I think that wraps up kind of everything around the Tony Stavo theory. He does have another yeah. sort of advanced layer. He likes to add while they're going through the games. Um, if he sees two pitchers mm-hmm. that are in the top twenty, um, betting yeah, so an under it, on those two, they're they're playing they're um, they're pitching kind of against each other. Layer, so yeah. the two teams where the, both pitchers yeah. are in the top twenty. I actually kind of like that to be honest with you. Yeah. yeah. It's not bad. It's it's yeah. a lot of work. You, you do it's have to be willing to put the time in. You got to find your sources and figure out, you know, where you're going to yeah. pull your stats from, what that looks like. So there's a bit of a system and a process to that. If you're going to do that sort of every morning is jump on and yeah. look at, okay, here's how I'm going to run this this theory and see how it how it pans out. But like I said, like everything we just talked about sounds very plausible, right? Like it sounds it makes a lot of sense to me in very terms of putting in that work and effort and why why you would um why you would 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 test this theory out so i'm excited about this i am gonna i'm gonna run with this and test it out for a little bit and see and see how we do uh i think i think it's a good one so let's see it um yeah that's that's two podcasts back to back where we've touched on on two different theories i kind of like this i like building those theories it gives you something that you you can kind of build some validation around it's a good reminder too so yeah yeah, you don't get too carried away. It's good to come back to yeah. a nice system like that. So, versus yeah. just like, so oh, I feel we're, like we're going to have a couple podcasts. Um, where we're going to have to update on these two these two theories uh, in terms of zigzag as well as yep. the Tony Stofo underdog theory. Um, so I'm excited about doing that and seeing how things pan out. Um, so I think yeah. that wraps it up. Um, I know we do have some little housekeeping. <laughs> we were talking about the golf. Yes. Um, we, We've Round finally one. got a date booked. Round one Round of five. One of five. It took a while to get here. I was able to get a few more rounds in. And uh, June 26th, it looks like, will be our yes. first of five. First of five. And you played, 100. I think, this past weekend. Yeah. And uh, I did. I guess your, I did. Your, your, your buddy who was playing with you slid us some sneak footage. Yeah. Some. Yeah, there was a there was a there was a leak uh, on the course. It was I felt like uh, TMZ was there. They captured some footage that obviously mm. not the most mm-hmm. ideal. Um, mm. Shows a little bit of uh, yeah. say holes in my game. Let, let's um, br- yeah, let's here, bring I'm let's gonna, bring this up and let's have right a now. quick look. And obviously, if you're tuned in the podcast, you're listening. Check it out on on social or on YouTube. You'll be able to catch um, Troy's swing here. Uh, and he's just bringing it up right now so we can have a quick peek at this. So, can, yeah, can you, looks can beautiful. You see this okay? Nice nice course here. Where are you at? Where are you, yeah. where are you playing here? Look at this is uh we're yeah. we're at um Glen Cedars right here. A uh, nice track you can see beautiful. My, this is my cart. Nice nice cart. Um, I'm walking up. I'm playing from the whites. Strong um, looks. Nice the, get the, up. The um, the salmon colored shorts yeah really Big yeah nice guy. color salmon colored shorts sitting about those look like maybe seven inch shorts right above the kneecap those look pretty soft <laughs> those, those are oh yeah yeah, that's yeah. A, this is a strong look for you with the black shirt the black hat Perfect. um everything right now looks positive they actually look like you're you're um Perfect. you're you're about to set up but there there's there's a lot going on really quickly first thing i i pick up um is there's not a lot of commitment between the practice swing to the real deal. Um, the practice swing actually isn't too bad. It's 
maybe a little quick. The head comes up a little early on that. And I by no means am a swing coach by any by any stretch of the imagination here. Um, but it, it's, it, yeah, the, the commitment between the practice to the real deal is a little off. Um, so so I, I, here's what I'll say. Like, uh, first of all, we're on an elevated tee. Um, I'm, I'm the, it's going off to the yeah. right, kind of dog leg rights here. Uh, I know I was aiming to the left. It mm-hmm. went hard left, uh, really hard left, right into a tree. As you can hear, about four seconds after I hit it, a nice, big, loud uh, pop. Uh, it was also really close to where the other <laughs> green was. So there were fo- there, the folks that had vehicles that were right there. Um, so nobody got hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, I should have said four. The story afterwards. This is a lot wrong. The story afterwards was great. Quite honestly, the sequence of the entire thing is fantastic. The the strike of the golf ball. Look, look at this. Pull it up and pull it. Like, Okay, hold on. My back. Get my back straight. Good warm up. Not bad. Oh, yeah. Not look, a bad look, practice oh. swing, actually. And then not bad, not bad. And then I, I things fall apart here. Like I don't like how I finish. <clears throat> like I, I'm looking not... at this pose here, and I feel like I don't. That doesn't look like McElroy. No, well, the the, the very um, first problem that you have here is all of your weight is on your back foot. That's the and quite honestly, for you to hit the ball left with all your weight on your back foot, yeah. like maybe this was a hosel rocket. Like I'm not sure. Not a hosel rocket. A what? Having not been there, that <laughs> I don't know. What so. That is. It's not good. Let's just say that. Rocket. That means you basically. I've never so heard this. I've never heard this. You, you missed the club face altogether, and you hit the hosel. Uh, you hit the, the the ball with the hosel of the club, and basically the hosel is right, kind of like the, it's the, shaft? the part of the club head that's connecting to the shaft. But but basically, to me, and again, like I said, I am no golf expert. I enjoy the game a lot. Uh, I played played a fair amount, um, but you definitely should never <laughs> end with your weight on your back foot. You need to get through that golf ball. Your weight should be on on your front foot. Um, so yeah, there there's some there's some challenges there. But your practice swing was a lot better. Like I felt like your weight was on the front was on the front yeah, foot. Yeah, it's like, like a it, you bit, got like... through it a little bit better. Your head came up a little quick. But yeah, there's something I guess between yeah. that practice swing, even Temple was a little bit better too. Your practice yeah. swing and and the point where you where you make you also sway a little bit in your back, like you really you really that's which also makes it tough. Yeah, I like how I finish here though. Like my finish looks great on this one. Like on I feel like I'd, I'd be happy with that. But yeah, like I'm looking at the yeah, swing here. you I'm almost like, look like a, like a this, baseball man? swing or something there to to some degree. It was yeah, it, it kinda, was really bad. Swing. So. I just I shot a nine on this hole. Well, the tree and the story kind of because I was you. in a bad spot, and then I put I went I took my uh, yeah my my four and, and well, you, put it right hey, across man, the other woods. Could, you, so could, you were one away from a full hole. rack, so you could have been could have been ten. Yeah. This is my favorite yeah. part though. Listen, listen, just listen for the the actual tree. <laughs> oh god! Oh god! Tree. Sorry, <laughs> that that sequence, that sequence is is probably extremely relatable to a lot of amateur golfers. We've all been there. We've all yeah. We've all shanked one, 
hit a hosel rocket, sent it to a tree, had to yell <laughs> for, maybe missed yelling for, get there, sorry, <sighs> that whole bit. We've all we've all been there. So <clears throat> when's the last time you put a nine on the card, Luke? Um, I don't know. That's a good question. Truthfully, I haven't played a lot of golf in the last few years. There's a good chance next time we play, I put a nine on the card somewhere. Damn somewhere right. down the road. That's why I'm really happy. Like I said before, already. I'm really happy that this isn't a straight up match with, with you and I. And quite honestly, it's just about sure. you trying to break 100. So I can play as poorly as I really like. And maybe that's, that, that's a good thing. If I hit some really brutal shots <laughs> and put some bad swing thoughts into your mind. We're so, um, yeah, yeah there, there's... Definitely some some work to be done. So you've got two weeks before round one. We've got five in the books. Yeah, nines on the scorecard right. are going to make it tough to get it done. Um, can't can't have <laughs> any of that garbage out there. No no hosel knockins. What did you uh, call them? A, a, a hosel rocket. Hosel, hosel rocket. Hosel brooch. Yeah. Hosel brooch. What is it? Yeah, those, okay. those won't do in trying to okay. in, in your conquest to break a hundred. Um, so I again like I'm feeling but we're after. Ready. You know, a couple of weeks ago, I've been playing with you in the colored golf balls between that and the leaked footage of the golf swing as of last week. I'm feeling pretty good about this right now. I won't lie. I'm feeling pretty good. Unless you're slow playing me here. Unless you're. Yeah, you might be slow playing me here. Big time. This is full on Top Gun. <laughs> Got to bring him in closer. Bring him in closer. I can hit the brakes. Go fly right by. All right. I, I love it. June, June 26th is the date. Round one. We're going to play. We're going to capture Can't some wait. content, some footage. We're going to share it with you guys. And we'll see where we sit. Uh, I find it really hard to believe that um, after round one, I'm going to be buying a Jacob's steak dinner. Let's, but let's see. <laughs> let's see, see where it. we go from here. So. Fun update on that one. Uh, lots more to come on, on the golf front. It is summertime. It's warm out. Uh, it's a good, good time to be golfing, so we're going to get some more of that. Uh, other than that, we'll, we'll update you guys on the two theories we're going to run over the next Great. little bit. Um, Tony, yeah, let's go, buddy. Big day tomorrow. Day one. We'll see how we do. Hopefully, we fare a little bit better than we have on day the Day one of Tony's. Cheers. <laughs> All right. I think that's a wrap. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll catch you guys in the that's next it. one.